We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge apply. Ctmobile.com. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date. Detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order, additional term supply. Showtime. Are you ready? I'm ready. Are you ready? Ready. This is the Bob and Jeff Show, starring Bob Lutz. <laughs> Jeff has made a life of being himself, and look what it's got him. He's on a TV show at 1230. You know what they used to put? Beep. At that time. Jeff Lutz. Here's why I've gone vegan. It's not really like the milk or the eggs themselves. It's what milk and eggs are put into. If you ask me, that stuff rots your brain. 97.5 and 1240 KFH. Stand by for action. Hello, everybody. It is a Monday edition. The Bob and Jeff Show here on KFH Radio. Bob Lutz, Jeff Lutz co-hosting. Max Power, the producer and engineer in our East Wichita studio. 869-1240 is the IHOP hotline. Uh, beautiful, beautiful stretch of weather we're having here. What's going on? What are they telling you out at the 12 oh, News Radar, uh, Satellite Radar Weather Central? What are you talking about? What are they saying? Nothing. It's nice. It's going to be nice. Well, don't, you, don't they have a meeting daily about the weather and talk about it? And No, we, it's been like a minute on the weather, or 30 seconds. Weather people are busy. They can't just come into meetings all day. Well, they day. can't be too busy today. There's Well, they got to look at forecasts. They got to look at patterns. They got to look at trends. They got to look at models. Have you ever sat in on that process? That'd be interesting. That's not a sit-in process. They do it on their own. Well, when they're looking at stuff in, in their, you know, I, th- I think that'd be a... I'm going to get one of those folks out to talk to our kids as part of the passion project. I think that's a great idea. Um, I'll, I'll reach out. Lisa Teachman uh, might be great at that. Well, good. Have at it. What are you getting upset about? Not upset. Well, I Why mean, would I'd I be upset? Trying to do now, the if best. If you brought Jay Prater in, I'd be a little upset. Trying to do the best I can. Uh, so we went, we went to see uh, your daughter and my granddaughter, Erin, uh, performing in Shrek the Musical Saturday night at Andale High School. Yeah. My understanding is that when she uh, appeared on stage, you became emotional. I, I hear that through the grapevine. Who, who gave well, I, who, I don't uh, need to tell you who. I don't need to give you all the details. I certainly wouldn't expect anyone sitting close to me to spill that. So it must uh, have been an, another observer. So what was that like? I don't know. I just burst into tears. You Lit- burst literally into burst tears. into tears. <laughs> well, not that th- there's nothing wrong with that. I'm just uh, I was overcome with happiness, pride, obviously, 
it just uh, a lot of emotions just hit me all at once, and I started crying. Did and you that's anticipate what that? Uh, absolutely not. But it just uh, it just felt it just felt weird. Not in a bad way, of course, but it just was a different type of feeling that I've never experienced. What do you what do you what do you think it was? I don't know. Just I was really happy for her. Oh, good. I'm very, that's I'm a, very proud of her. That's a nice thing. I, I don't know that I would have associated you with that. How so? Well, I don't know. You're kind of, you know, you don't show many of your feelings. Not often. Uh, you just kind of keep them wrapped up. Yeah, usually. Uh, but you'd think, you'd think. Now, I got, I was certainly happy. But you'd think if anybody was going to go into a, an emotional uh, whirlwind, it would have been this guy who kind Why? of uh, guided her into the theater. I don't know that you did, but I mean, maybe. Well, I mean, what? You wanna... who else did? Her? I don't, mean, But don't you remember the times when we were together and I would say, uh, let's do some acting. Okay, well, her acting isn't her uh, main. I said pushed her into the theater. I didn't say made her become an actor. Okay. Well, okay. If you want to take credit for that, well, go I ahead. I, I I'm going to go I, ahead and give the credit to the person doing it. I think it, I but... do get a little credit. Okay. I'd have to ask Aaron specifically. Well, what would, what would she say? She'd probably say, yeah, that kind of piqued my interest a little right. bit. She would say that. Uh, well, I, I, would, I would take her at face value. She's not going to say anything. You heard, you doubted hurtful. me about uh, Paul White. You heard what he had to say. Yeah, how'd that lunch turn out that he wanted well, to go? I never anticipated he was going to call for a lunch. Interesting. But I did tell you that I had, well, I had something to do with uh, making him aware of the world of professional wrestling. Of course, the former Wichita State giant uh, who played basketball in the early 90s. I happened to be covering the Shockers at the time and uh, would frequently tell Paul, you know, I don't know that basketball is going to work out, but you ought to take a look at pro wrestling. You'd be a natural. And then when someone with credibility mentioned it to him, he jumped right in. Well, what did he tell you? I don't remember. You you remember. The mics weren't really working that well that day. <laughs> you so. I'll get Max to replay it. I mean, what yeah, Paul. I don't think he said it on this show. What Paul said was, yeah, he, your dad uh, had something to do with it. Well, shouldn't you be getting royalties or something? Well, that's my thought. But listen, Paul can do what he wants. Who knows? Maybe he's writing a check as we speak. He might be. Was he even in? I mean, he was in Wichita, but he wasn't on the show last Saturday. What do you mean he wasn't on the? That was. Uh, what do you mean he wasn't on the show? I don't believe he was live on the air. Are you sure about that? He's, I read the recap. I did not see his name, and I may have missed it. He said he was going to make an appearance. So he may have come out uh, just to wave to the crowd or something. Well, I think he did. Wasn't it? Wasn't he part of the Jericho team or something like that? That I re thats what I read. No, that was on Dynamite where he went with. Oh, well, I think Jericho. he came out and was part of that. Okay, that's cool. That's what I read. Well, he's going to be in a match here in a couple of weeks or a week. Good. Or we look forward to it. Uh, eight six nine twelve forty. Lots of college and NFL football to get to today, and some high school football. Uh, Brent McMurphy from the Action Network, their college football insider, will join us at 225. If you follow him on Twitter, he is all over college football. And he has a little ongoing war with ESPN about who breaks stories. I get greatly entertained by that. What did you say his name was? 
Brent McMurphy. Brett McMurphy. Yeah, Brett McMurphy. That's okay. what I said. Okay, good. You know, one of your least appealing... Do you want to call him Brent on the show? No, I got it right. One of your least appealing uh, quality... Quality. One of your least... Uh, you know what I'm saying. Again, do you want to call him Brent throughout the interview? No. Okay, then I want to help you out. At 2.45, but the way if you, you do it is Bob so... If you missed Bob and Jeff, well, you missed this. Chance, this. Maybe I this heard it wrong. White, and then you said that's Brent. not what when you were... That's not what you were Maybe I heard it wrong. I know you too. Maybe his name really is Brent. So I looked it up. One of those passive-aggressive No, it really isn't. I'll tell you when I'm being passive-aggressive. Now you're being passive-aggressive. No, I'm not. That's very passive-aggressive. What's wrong with you today? What's wrong with me? But I don't like being accused of stuff List that uh, isn't real and isn't true. Just say I think his name's Brett. There you go. And then we get oh, I, everything. I said it's Brett McMurphy. We got everything difference? called. Uh, Grady Jessup from Derby. Grady Kane from Cheney. Both made game-winning field goals in the height of pressure to win their uh, games. Derby defeated Manhattan, gaining revenge after three consecutive losses to the Indians. And Cheney uh, in a nail-biter over Clay Center uh, out at Cheney on Friday. Both move into the Western, uh, I don't know what to call them. This is the semifinals of the state playoffs. Derby will be heading up to Topeka to face Washburn Rural. And Cheney will be at home for a rematch against Andale. Two huge games. We'll talk to the kickers from Derby and Cheney uh, coming up. At 2.45, both named Grady. What, a, what are the chances what of that? What a cool name that is, Grady. It's a good name. It's a name I don't associate with the uh, modern times. Grady Sizemore? He's not modern. He's 50 years old now. He's my age, but... Um, I don't know. I, I kid, People are still naming kids Grady. As they should. I would it's think a cool name. Grady would be the more prominent name. Uh Grady, Grady Dick. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know many Grady's. Grady's still a name that's out there. Name a Grady besides the one you just mentioned. Two that I just named. Yeah, I don't know. I'll try to come up with one. I don't think you can. I'm sure there's I'm, a bunch of my thought uh, is NFL players that who are named both Grady. of these guys to be named Grady. Was it both Grady of them Jarrett? to make game-winning field goals in the state playoffs? Both of them to be located in Sedgwick County. Um, the Cheney coach was formerly at Derby with Brandon Clark. And here we are. We're going to talk to both of them coming up at about 2.45 today. We'll recap some of the NFL happenings over the weekend. Some of the college football. I'm going to start there. I uh, became somewhat invested in the Kansas game on Saturday against Texas Tech. Kept waiting for them to make that comeback with their third-string quarterback. That's hard to do. Uh, wasn't happening, wasn't happening, wasn't happening. And then it started happening. Uh, they're well, running. sort of. What's that? Sort of. I mean, it's No, it like... happened. They came all the way back. Well, it's not like they were down three touchdowns. No, they came all the way back. They were scoreless. Here, here's where you just need to turn it over. And say I'll let you 13, talk. It was thirteen to nothing. It wasn't like it yeah, was. Yeah, they hadn't scored. I kept waiting for them to get their offense moving. And uh, Neil, their running back, uh, finally got it going, and he and he was spectacular. Uh, do you know that 
In one game, Devin Neal passed John Riggins and Gail Sayers in the all-time KU rushing chart. I did not know that. That's, that's amazing. Those are the two icons, two of the icons of KU football, and you could certainly make the case that they're numbers one and two. All I don't time. know who you'd put ahead of them. Well, John Hadel, Nolan Cromwell. Uh, there's, there's been a few guys. Those would be the Mount Rushmore of KU football. But Devin no modern Neal, people, no Aqib Tlaib, no uh, who was the quarterback Meyer. Meyer. Carrie uh, Meyer was it? Todd Reesing. Yeah. <laughs> was See, it Carrie Meyer first? You make so many mistakes on no, this I show, and I don't names. And I don't correct you. I just say what Meyer. You corrected me. Carrie Meyer was. Uh, I was, was thinking a of Todd Reesing. I know, but he was a quarterback first, and I just got confused. Yeah, those guys, as good as they were, would not crack that Mount Rushmore of KU football. Even a keep to leave? No. Hmm. No. I think I might disagree with you. you on that. Well, you would be wrong. the The top four is clear. No, it's and not. If you ask anybody who, this is one where I, I wish I had my friends century. around, uh, people who right, actually but, paid attention to this stuff for a long, long but time. KU football has been played since the '60s. I, I wish I had my people around that that had paid attention to Kansas football uh, for a long time because it's clear-cut who the top four. It isn't. Aqib Tlaib is very much it's, in that it's mix. It's absolutely How clear How is he cut. not, then? Make an argument against him. As great as he was, and he's certainly in, in that top ten somewhere, uh, he was, I don't know that he was a first-team All-American. Uh, he certainly made a great run in the NFL. You could put him in the top four players out of Kansas. Actually, I don't think he'd even be in that. I think uh, Hadel, Cromwell, Riggins, and Sayers would be in the top four even in the uh, – Consensus first-team All-American as a junior. Um, yeah, so he was. And then he had a long career in the NFL and was a Pro Bowl type guy. I don't know. I just feel like if we're not – if we're just eliminating him. I'm not eliminating him. I'm saying that I think the top four for Kansas football is pretty clear cut. Okay, and I think I keep to And I'll trust my judgment on that. Goes over John Hayden. No offense. No but offense. We, every one of your Mount Rushmore's is going to be of guys who played 50 years ago. Absolutely not. But I keep to leave is certainly the Mount in Rushmore that Mount Rushmore shocker basketball is Stallworth, McDaniel, Littleton and arguably Fred Van Vliet. Arguably, Why? I think Why it, Fred Van Vliet because of what he accomplished. He was, went to a Final Four, right? Was part of a thirty-five and O team. You could argue that he's in that top, that Mount Rushmore. I would make a I would make a pretty good argument that he joined. He would join Stallworth, Littleton, X, and then the the fourth one's tough. Uh. It's not a slam dunk. With KU football, I think it's a slam dunk. And I happen to disagree with you, but that's okay. But you don't know anything about John Hayes. But I know something about Aqib Tlaib and what he accomplished and the era that he played in and the, the, the very rare success that KU had when he was there. So yeah, I, they went to an Orange Bowl and they won it. And uh, Aqib Tlaib was a fantastic player. Uh John Hadel was a quarterback. 
I get it. And you're wrong. I'm not wrong. I mean, that's just the way, that's the way this argument lines up. I'm not wrong. I've never been more certain of anything in my life. I just, I just want us to I hope, graduate. I wish KU Pat would, uh, would call. I do, too, because I bet he would agree with me. I bet he wouldn't. You'd eliminate John Hadle for Aqib Tlaib, and I, I just can't imagine that happening. Tlaib for Hadle, yes. That's, I, just, I just refuse to believe that all of the best KU football was played that long. Didn't say it was. But there, all the there best. Mount Rushmore of players uh, comes from bygone eras. And I believe that at least one of those people has been surpassed. If we were just having this discussion out and about, I'd, I'd openly laugh. But I Don't laugh. Have I at will, it. I will do my best not to. Do what you got to do. Because that's the kind of guy I am. Anyway, where were we? Talking about KU. I was watching KU football, and they came all the way back, and they made a, a fourth down decision to have Neil throw a pass from his uh, tailback position, and uh, made me mad angered me because that was a bad play to call, in my opinion. Uh, and then Texas Tech gets the ball and marches all the way down the field and kicks a game-winning field goal in the final minute. They, they marched all the way down the field in, in, with less than 40 seconds left in the football game and won it. And after the game, Lance Leipold uh, talked about it, and I like Lance Leipold. I think he's a fantastic coach. But part of what he what he said after the game was that sometimes you get you don't get to point D without going through. I'm, I'm paraphrasing, uh, without going through points B and C. And I thought it was the in, an inappropriate time to use that analogy. Talking about the program at large. Mm, yeah, but listen, they 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 uh, should not have lost that game. Uh. They should not have lost that game. It was their third string. I understand that, but they they should not have lost that game. And if you want to make that larger point in the middle of the week, that's fine. But not right after that game. That that game was. I'm not a KU fan. And that game was so hard, disappointing, difficult, uh, painful. Well, that's going to happen when and you have you. Sh- you your your coach should not try to soften that blow. I think just he, go ahead maybe and he take should. the blow. And uh, and talk about how difficult it was, and then at your Wednesday news conference, uh, you can you can make the point of well these are growing pains in a program, and uh, we'll I, listen then not 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 immediately. I after. think immediately after no. to put it in some kind of perspective. No, I didn't need that because I needed to deal with you the to pain think, and anguish. For you to think KU's third string quarterback. Can win a Big 12 Texas game. Texas Tech had their second string quarterback. For, for, uh, this is what I'm saying. For you to think KU's third string quarterback can win a game is miles m- and m- it's just. No, that he didn't have. It, I didn't need him to win the game. Progress. I needed Kansas to win the game. Okay, well, he, and they had a great look at it. Okay, but um, and my they point should not stand. have lost that game. And you and and here's where I have a problem with you again. I'm talking about something I watched from pretty much start to finish. Okay. And you and and I get it. You had things going on, whatever. Uh, you didn't see the game. And and it just irrit- it irritates. Well, I'm telling you that I'm not talking about the game. I'm talking about what you said about Lance Leipold, which is to put it in perspective, 
a third-string quarterback at Kansas expected to win, which is unheard of. Not expected to win. They should have won the game. Okay, whatever. First-string quarterback should have won three years ago. No one would have thought it. Second-string ever at KU. No one would have thought it. Now they have a really good second-string quarterback who probably would have won that game and a third-string guy who, at worst, kept them in it. So I think there's always time for perspective. And not after, not right after that game. That's a game that that, that we all felt uh, Kansas should have won, and it was too painful to try to uh, to try to rationalize. I don't know. I don't. I don't need rationalization. I just don't think of sports in that grave of a manner where it's painful. Like, yeah, these are men. These are college kids, and you know they'll they'll grow and they'll live and they'll learn, and this will be a blip on the radar at some point. Mm. Uh, where's KU Pat when you need him? Thanks a lot, Pat. I know uh, I know where you'd come from on all this, uh, and uh, it's it's uh, it's too bad. Well, maybe you can call us a little bit later in the show. I'd love when to hear we come from back. Brett McVer- McMurphy from uh, College Football Insider for the Action Network will join the show. We'll talk to him about uh, the development here of Kansas and Kansas State, amongst other things. Brett McMurphy is next. The Bob and Jeff Show, KFH. This is Paul White. Hey, Paul, when did it first enter your brain that professional wrestling could be a viable option for you? Well, I had two heavy influences back then. One of them was Xavier McDaniel, and the other one was a beat reporter for Wichita State University, (laughs) a guy by the name of Bob Lutz. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. This is the Bob and Jeff Show on 97.5 and 1240 KFA. All right, Brett McMurphy joins us from the Action Network, longtime college football reporter and insider. Brett, welcome. How are you? Good afternoon. How are you doing? Uh, we're doing well. We're doing well. We, we enjoy following you on Twitter and, and your breaking news and 
how you sometimes don't get credit for it all the time, and it's uh, entertaining and informative. Do you like Twitter? X? Uh, not as much as I used to. Yeah, I'm in the same it's, boat. It's become so message board-like. Yeah. I want to start off asking you about Jimbo Fisher, Texas A&M. They've, they're going to move on from Jimbo Fisher. It obviously hasn't worked out the way uh, they or we maybe thought it would. The payout is, uh, to say extensive, would be an understatement. Uh, what world are we living in now where, where colleges, athletic departments can afford this kind of stuff? Is this a good move? How do you, how do you, uh, how do you look at the Jimbo Fisher situation? Well, uh, specifically for Texas A&M, I mean, they're in the SEC. They're trying to compete with the Alabamas and Georgias of the world. And, you know, they have the money, so they are going to spend it. Whether it's smart or not, that's another discussion. Um, Nick Saban makes around the same amount of money as Jimbo Fisher. I think Nick Saban's underpaid. The amount of money he's brought to that school, the number of buildings that have built and how the university has grown since he's been there. But he's had an incredible amount of success. That's what A&M's chasing. Unfortunately, they haven't been able to do that. They haven't – forget about a national title. They haven't won a, a Western division in the SEC. And for A&M, you know, they left the Big 12 Conference. They were able to leave Texas and get to a – bigger, better conference, and they haven't taken advantage of that. And now what's happening? Well, Texas is coming back and uh, going to be in the same league. But, and Texas has a, it's still alive to get to the college football playoff. So now there's a lot more pressure on A&M. And I think finally, you know, because of the amount of money that Jimbo was paid, the expectations were increased. If he was paid half that amount, I don't think people would react the way they're reacting. You know, whether that's fair or not, that's another question. But bottom line is he, he was made that made a lot of money. So there were huge expectations, and he didn't fulfill them. Jimbo's the only coach in the history of college football, which says a lot, that had three teams ranked in the top six in the AP preseason poll last year at A&M. Uh, the year before at A&M and then previously at Florida State, that finished the year unranked. So they've had these giant expectations. They were never able to fulfill those. And so finally A&M decided, you know, we've seen what you can do. It's been six years. We need to do something because Texas is joining the SEC and we cannot fall behind any further. So isn't the only way out of this for Texas A&M to spend – a similar or greater amount of money on the next coach? Um, just because I, I doubt they they want to get rid of those expectations now, right? I don't I don't think they want to continue to get surpassed by the schools in their conference and the schools in their state. So don't they have to now go out and uh, get the highest-priced available guy? I mean, technically they don't. I mean, they can hire Jeff Trailer at UTSA. Um, Texas San Antonio, and he could do a tremendous job there, or he could fail miserably. You know, it's not necessarily spending the money because that doesn't guarantee success. I mean, if so, there'd be a lot of, you know, coaches and ADs that would be 
um, still employed right now. Um, but they just simply got to find somebody that can come in there and win. And, yeah, it it is that simple, but it's not that simple. And, you know, these athletic directors, they look at success of the coaches at other places. And so that's what gets them to chase after certain coaches. Well, if this guy did, you know, Jimbo won a national title at Florida State, well, God, he'll be able to do that at A&M because we've got more money and more resources. Well, it, it doesn't work out that way. Um, so there's no um, right answer on which direction Texas A&M goes. Certainly they'll pay a lot of money, um, but whether they try to go after a, a Lane Kiffin or a Dan Lanning at Oregon, or they, you know, perhaps go for a guy who's done really well at a smaller level, uh, you know, Jeff Trailer at Texas San Antonio, ultimately that's a decision they have to make. You know, some people have thrown Dion's name out there. I think that'd be a big mistake. Because A&M doesn't need the promotion. They don't need to, you know, they, they've already got all the bells and whistles. You don't need that. You need somebody to flat in, can come in and win games, and ultimately everything else will, will take care of itself if you're able to do that. Brett McMurphy, our guest uh, from the Action Network College Football Insider. So the Michigan story, I'd like you uh, – one to ten, how how big has this story been? Has it been overblown? Has it been underplayed? And uh, what's the future uh, for Jim Harbaugh and the Wolverines? Frankly, my view is, uh, let's move on. Uh, I'm I'm kind of over it. Where 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 do you come down on that? It certainly has not been underplayed. <laughs> I can I can guarantee that. Um, you know, look, they it's pretty obvious, you know, they broke some rules. Um, how serious those rules are, you know, the NCAA can figure that out. The Big Ten has made their has made their point made, the three game suspension. Um, there was a there will be another hearing on Friday. Harbaugh will try to get an injunction so he can coach at Maryland Saturday and then obviously the regular season finale against Ohio State. Um, you know, again, th- there's so many analogies. Everybody does it. You know, everybody drives 90 on a on a 55 mile per hour highway. Uh, it, you're still speeding, okay? Um, so, should we penalize everybody or just one person? There's not a right answer. Bottom line, they broke rules. The biggest issue I have is that I don't think, and I think Michigan's guilty, but I do think Michigan has not been allowed. Um, enough time to basically respond to all this stuff. And so for the Big Ten to suspend them while the NCAA investigation is still ongoing really surprised me that they would do that. And as far as as Michigan's future, um, they're still the favorite to win the national title. As far as Harbaugh, I think by the time the NCAA gets done ruling on this, and we know they move at basically the speed of a glacier, he may be in year one or two coaching the Bears and the Chargers. What do you make of the the rankings so far, especially the top four in the CFP? Do you think if Georgia loses to, let's say, Alabama in the SEC championship game that they would still be in? Would Alabama take their place? Would would the SEC be left out completely? Or how do you kind of look at that? It depends on who they're being compared with. Uh, If 
Alabama beats Georgia in the SEC title game, Georgia is not getting in over Alabama. So that's that's an easy comparison there. If we'll say Michigan's undefeated, Florida State's undefeated, Washington's undefeated, Alabama beats Georgia, they're twelve and one, Georgia's twelve and one, and now Texas is twelve and one and they won the Big Twelve. You would think Texas would go in over Alabama and Georgia. They're a conference champ. They won the head-to-head at Alabama. Um, but I just – I would be uh, I would be floored if there's a college football playoff and you've got two – you've got an SEC champ with one loss and you've got a former number one with one loss and they would be left out of the – they would be left out of the playoff. I've joked to friends that I think there's there's buzzers in the seats of the selection committee members. And if they put in their ballot and they don't have an SEC team in the top four, it literally elect- electrocutes them. So we'll have to see. But there are some doomsday scenarios where the SEC could miss out. Um, but I don't think it's that simple where you can say, if Alabama wins the SEC, they're automatically in because there's a, there's a way there that they're not in. Um, but I also think um, there's other ways where potentially two SEC teams could get in but there's enough chaos within the other leagues. But, yeah, it's going to make for some fascinating um, next two regular season uh, weekends and then obviously the conference championships. First time ever we've had five Power 5 teams that are sitting at 10-0 and 0, uh, with, with two weeks left in the regular season. And you've, you've, pr- you've put out some projections today, as you do weekly on your bowl proje- projections. You've got Georgia, Oregon, Michigan, and Florida State, right? Yeah, I actually think or I base that on I think Michigan, Florida State, and, and Georgia finish undefeated, and then I've got Oregon in there over Texas because I, I think Oregon wins out. I think Texas loses somewhere. I just, you know, they 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 were fortunate to beat Kansas State. I mean, they were fortunate. They were lucky. They should have lost that game. They hung on against TCU. Uh, you know, I don't know. Now they go at Iowa State, a really hot Iowa State team that was given up for dead earlier in the year. I, I just think Texas may win the Big 12. I just don't know if they're gonna if they're gonna make it to the uh, to the first week of December with less than one loss. And if they don't, then they're out. If Texas runs a table, if Oregon runs a table. I would probably pick Texas in that head-to-head matchup because they would have had the better non-conference win. And the records within their each of their two conferences would be pretty comparable. But that would be, uh, you know, that would be a fascinating look at the committee to see what happens if we had the three undefeated and then your fourth spot is between Big 12 champ Texas at 12-1 and one and um, Pac-12 champ Oregon at 12-1. and one. Talking now with Brett McMurphy from the Action Network. He's covered uh, college football for a long time, does it nationally. I want to kind of focus on our state for the final question. Uh, we've got Kansas and Kansas State. We uh, are obviously high on both coaches. We think both programs are on the upswing. Uh, what's, what's the potential for KU and K-State in the new Big 12 uh, that's kind of started this year? Uh, expands next year. What do you uh, What do you think the uh, futures are for 
Kansas and Kansas State in football. Can they hold on to these guys, Kleiman and Leipold? Well, I mean, you're going to, you know, the, you know, it's funny when people always ask that, you know, I always tell them, well, the, the alternative is they lose and you want to fire them. So, you know, enjoy them while you can. I mean, certainly, you know, the, we've had some SEC jobs pop open. <clears throat> Excuse me. We'll have some Big Ten jobs probably open up in the next couple of weeks or so. And so those are the, those are the two behemoths, the Big Ten and the SEC. They're going to pay the most money. And those, they would be attractive to coaches that are not in those two leagues. I'm not saying that, that Chris or, or Lance want get to out, get out of Dodge, but um, certainly they would be attractive for any, any um, AD that's at the Big Ten or an SEC institution to look at those guys for the jobs that they've respectively done. Um, as far as the future of both, both schools in the Big 12, and I'm saying this as an Oklahoma State grad, I have no idea who's going to be the, the so-called bell cow going forward. And I think that's what's going to make the league so intriguing as you literally have a handful of teams. You could argue, you know, as many as six to eight teams that literally could, could make a run at being the dominant team in the league. Ultimately, I don't think there's going to be one. I think, I think that a lot of teams are going to be um, on fairly equal ground. Um, which will make for some very competitive and wild Saturdays. Um, but I don't think it's ever going to get to a point where it's going to be a, you know, Georgia-type SEC run in the SEC like they've had or an Ohio State or Michigan-type run like they've had in the Big Ten. I think we'll have a number of schools, including Kansas and Kansas State, that will be up there in contention for a, a conference title. We always really appreciate your time, Brett. I'm gonna I'm gonna do you a favor and not ask you about that Central Florida Oklahoma State game. I won't even mention it. Oh wait, I did. Uh, sorry about that, but that was unexpected. Thank you so much for your time and coming on our show today. Uh, you can mention it as many times as you want, because you know what I'll say: Bedlam was worth it. That's all that matters. <laughs> you do have that. No, no question. I Thank don't you, care Brett. about you. I don't care about UCF. Thank you. <laughs> nor should you thank you again we appreciate talking with you he gone uh brett mcmurphy from the action network talking some college football well i was shocked by that uh ucf oklahoma state score did not see that one coming i don't think anyone did that Our didn't picks, make any sense. by the way uh max with the uh, winning week went five and four accumulated 26 points um the chargers helped me I went five and four for 24 points. Uh, the Chargers did not help any of you. Uh, Jeff, four and eight for eight, four and five for 18 points. And due to another poor week, three and six, 13 total points. Yikes. Uh, there you go. He's going to have day. to start fading himself. Well, after Thanksgiving, he'll really pick up the pace. We're joined on the hotline by Grady Jessup from Derby, Grady Kane from Cheney. Both kickers who, uh, let's say, to put it mildly, were instrumental in their team's victories on Friday night in the state high school playoffs. So we got to conduct this interview uh, a little carefully because you're both named Grady. So I'll say, hi, Grady. Joseph, how are you? I'm doing good. How are you? How's yourself? Uh, we're doing well. And Grady Kane, how about you? I'm doing pretty good. I'm doing pretty good. So the first question I'm curious about 
Uh, you're both kickers. You're both here uh, in relatively close together. Uh, do you know each other? Nope. Uh, I don't know him. <laughs> How about that? <laughs> well, there you go. You'll always have this in common. I'll start with you, Grady Jessup, from Derby. Uh, you had uh, three consecutive losses to Manhattan over the past couple of years. That game was a dogfight Friday night up in Manhattan. You were able to come in and kick a uh, turned out to be a game-winning field goal. How badly did not only you but your team want and need that victory? Um, we re- my team just on a whole, we really needed that victory just to move on up to where we want to be at the end of the season. Um, I personally really needed that just to help my own self out over those three losses. And it just was a good feeling. Grady Kane, for, for you, I'm just curious how often you get a chance to even kick field goals. I'm, I, you're at a 3A school. I don't think that's terribly common. Uh, are you kicking a lot of field goals? What other position do you play? And, you know, what did you think of getting that opportunity Friday night before it happened? So um, I'm mainly um, a kickoff kicker, and um, I did extra points at the beginning of the year, but I struggled a lot, and uh, I got replaced. So um, um, our main field goal slash extra point kicker, um, Weston Hill, got um, had a knee injury. So he's like, I can't kick from the hash, so put Grady in there. I believe in him. So. That's amazing. So I'm, I'm going to stay with Grady Kane this time from Cheney. Uh, so here you are in the biggest game of uh, that maybe Cheney's ever played. You're getting a battle from Clay Center, and that, that game uh, caused me to have nerve damage. I was I was uptight about that game. I thought Cheney would would handle Clay Center, and it certainly didn't turn out that way. So you just told us that you were replaced as this team's primary kicker. Uh, what was your thought process uh, when Coach Werman said, "Okay"? Here we go. Um, I was just, I was a nervous wreck, honestly. Um, <laughs> I was, I was not, I wasn't ready for it because I thought Weston was going to get in there and kick. But you know, I was just, I was just really nervous and uh, kind of just went in there and did my thing. So did did you know it was good off the foot? Did you feel it? Did you have that? That sweet feeling, you know, when you've nailed it. I did. Um, it felt great off the foot, and then I just looked up, and it went straight through the upright. So it felt pretty good. Wow. So Grady Jessup, how did you feel too physically? Because uh, I think everything was was okay, but you'd been nicked up a little earlier. They were they were giving injury updates on you. Uh, how did you feel physically? How did you feel mentally and emotionally at that time? And did it help that? You know, you were you were really a big part of that game. Aside from kicking, was that able to kind of keep your mind off maybe uh, the chance that you'd get at the end? Um. So yeah, I know I had a pretty decent injury earlier on in that game on a PAT. So during that last minute field goal, I was just trying to keep uh, my head high, keep my injury low, not really think much about it, and just put the team on my back and just not think too much about how I was feeling. Grady Jessup from Derby, Grady Kane from Cheney, both with game-winning field goals for uh, their respective teams. They move on, and the 3A playoffs 
Uh, Derby gets uh, a, a trip to Topeka to play Washburn Rural and Cheney, a rematch with Andale. So I'll ask both of you, Grady, Jessup, you can answer first. Uh, what was Friday night like after that happened? When did you fall asleep? Grady, Jessup, you answer first, and then Grady Kane. Um, you know, after the game, it was a pretty chill ride back home. Um, a lot of text messages, a lot of phone calls. Uh, once I got home, I was just mainly relaxing. Didn't really fall asleep till like two in the morning. I was still pretty amped up. What about you, Grady Kane? It was pretty much the same. I got a lot of phone calls, a lot of texts, and you know I was up pretty late, and uh, I was just on cloud nine. Grady Kane, I want to stick with you because uh, I'm sure you've been thinking a lot about Andale, maybe even since uh, you beat Andale. So what is it like now to prepare for an Andale team that you've beaten instead of, you know, an Andale team that has a long winning streak and uh, you haven't beaten? Um, We are just going to prepare like we usually do. Um, You know, we're going to give it our all at practice. Um, Scout team guys will – they're pretty, they're pretty good at giving us a good look, so they're making us a lot better. We're talking with a couple of, uh, of, of high school heroes. I don't think that's uh, going overboard. Grady Kane from Cheney, Grady Jessup from Derby. Big kicks that uh, energize their teams, won games for them. Uh, that's the that's beautiful part of being a kicker. Uh, obviously, you two have done this enough to know that it's not all beautiful, there's a lot riding on what you do, lots of pressure at times. Grady Joseph, how have, how have you learned to handle that kind of pressure, and how did you handle that Friday night? Um, so I just basically just try to block out all the noise from the crowd, um, the other team, and I just try to keep my head down, focused on the ball, and up to the uprights. And Grady Kane, you, I, I'm – Tremendously fascinated by your story. Uh, you mentioned having having lost your job as a kicker because you were struggling. Why do you think you were struggling, and uh, what was different about this particular kick? Um, well, I was just thinking in my head, maybe, um, well, this is, I mean, a lot of people will be mad at me if I miss it, but um, um, <laughs> I kind of just, I was I was really just at a loss of words. I, I mean, I kind of just block out all the noise, um, you know, and then head down, grab through the ball, and then just kick it straight. So, well, it's uh, it's great stuff. Um, I didn't see either game in person, but I followed both of them as best I could. Uh, I'm a I'm a Derby graduate, Grady. So, are you graduating in 24? Yes, sir. Okay, well, we're, we got that in common. I'm only about 107 years older than you, but, uh, but we're not counting. Uh, thank you guys for being on. I really appreciate it. I'm happy for both of you. Uh, that's a moment, uh, obviously, that you'll never forget and you'll cherish for the rest of your lives. I'm glad you came on the show to talk about it. Thanks, thanks to both of you. Yep, thank you. Thank you. All right, thank Grady you. Jessup from Derby, Grady Kane from Cheney, both kickers, both with game-winning field goals on the biggest stage outside of the next two weeks. Uh, but you don't get to the next two weeks 
if those guys don't make those kicks. All right, we'll take a break. We've got another hour to go here on the Bob and Jeff Show, KFH Radio. Stay with us. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. 